Welcome everyone, live from McKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to Mac Live on Live FM. My name is Ben Antonini and my co-hosts today are John Manoridi. Our special di- our special guest today is Jordan and Sonia. Hi, both of you. Uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Awesome, awesome. So, to my knowledge, you two are both in the CFA. So, can you guys tell me what is this, what it is they do and um, what is the CFA in general? You want me to take this one, Jordan? Yep, you can take this one, Sonia. Um, my name's Sonia, so I'm the fourth lieutenant and community safety coordinator at Windenvale. Um, CFA are a 100% volunteer organisation, emergency services. Uh, we respond throughout our area to anything from fires to alarms, car accidents, anything like that. Oh, wow. So you guys have a quite a quite a handful when it comes to jobs, wide wide range. We do. That's awesome. Um, how did you get into the CFA? Uh, well, a lot of it is giving back to the community. So um, mainly through, um, well, yeah, giving back to the community, That's honestly. Fair yeah, enough. yeah. Um, Sonia? Yeah, I um, I actually went on a kinder visit with my youngest daughter uh, about eight years ago and thought, oh, this would be fun. And, yeah, I ended up applying and I absolutely love it. Oh, that's amazing. Well, good on you guys. Uh, doing very good work in the community, that's for sure. Um, so given the fact that you two are both in the CFA, I would understand that there'd be a lot of training involved. Um, can you tell us what this training was like? Was it like more at once or was it periodically throughout the year that you guys do this? Um, so we start off as a general firefighter. We do about a eight to 12 week course, um, that gets us our basic skills. And then once we're allowed to turn out, we train weekly and then we're always doing extra courses as we've been there longer. We start to get into different things like structure, rescue, um, we do first aid and we progress through we're always training really and we train weekly throughout the whole year. Oh yeah, awesome. So is there like a checklist that you all guys have um, that you have to do every week regarding this training? Yeah. Yeah, we focus on different things throughout the month generally and as we get closer to summer, we start to focus on grass fire training. So yeah. Oh wow, awesome. Good on you guys. Um, How can we as citizens prevent fires and what is your take on citizens fighting fires and helping out? Jordan, do you want this one? Um, well, generally, as firefighters, we don't really want citizens fighting fires with us. Um, for their safety, it's better if they um, evacuate the immediate um, area where the fire is and let us take care of that. Um, as citizens trying to prevent fires, um, a lot of it comes down to common sense in in broad terms. So not leaving your gas stove on, you know, and then leaving the house or um, leaving fires unattended in your backyard or when you go camping, for example. So, uh, yeah, if there's anything you want to add on to that, Sonia? No, that's probably about it. Coming, If you live near grasslands, we say to keep, you know, clean your gutters, keep your yards as clean as possible and of course the big ones smoke detectors change the batteries and every house needs them always change the batteries i hear that a lot especially in the news especially coming into um uh summer and stuff um 
So I understand that during fires and stuff, they can be quite traumatic. And um, I'm just wondering if you guys have access to mental health support um, after these events. Yeah, we do. We've got um, really, so after a major event, our brigade does it quite well. We do a debrief and then there's a lot of services. Um, we've got chaplains, we've got CFA counselling and we use our peers a lot as well. Jordan, you might be able to add to that. Yeah, so um, sometimes jobs can get quite nasty. Um, and yeah, so we do have, um, I believe, uh, what are they called? Uh, Chaplain. Chaplains um, and other services outside. Uh, what are they called? Um, On the tip of your uh, tongue. <laughs> I can't think of what they're called. Counselors, yes, psychologists. But we can call up or meet up with, and then have long talks with, if need be. And and like Sonia did touch on, we do debrief and get support from our peers as well. So, yeah, no, good stuff, guys. Awesome. Um, what was the most memorable memorable call out? There have been a number. <laughs> um, for me, probably, uh, probably there was a big one out at Little River. We had a big shed fire and yard fire. Um, I was quite new to it, so it was pretty, um, pretty intense. We had a lot of gas bottles exploding, and it was a really intense fire. Oh, wow! And, you know, helicopters there, and that's my most memorable. I think because I was so new, mm. it was pretty impressive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, a similar one for me was uh, back end of last year, we had a lot of grass fires out in Truganina. And for me, it was my first time going out on a strike team, which is where a number of brigades will come together to um, put out large grass fires or bushfires. So that was quite memorable for me, having been out, I think we went out uh, for three days in a row, just going to put out this grass grass fires um, in Truganina's grasslands out there. So helicopters, what, 30 trucks, 40 trucks out there. It was a big operation. So, Wow, that's a big number. So um, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Mac Live and Live FM, live from McKillop College, Werribee in Melbourne, Australia. My name is Ben Antonini and my co-hosts today are Jai Manoridi and our special guest today is Jordan and Sonia. So um, another question for you guys. Um, understand that, at, uh, when, when, well, excuse me. When working with the CFA, there are a lot of procedures you have to undertake um, at events. So I understand that one of them is called RECO, R-E-C-O, or RECO. Uh, can you guys give me a quick rundown on what that is? Yeah, so it's Recchio. So oh, Recchio, my bad. We use it for nearly, that's all right, that's all right. We use it for nearly all our jobs. So it's rescue, exposure, containment, extinguish, and overhaul. Overhaul, okay. Missed out on a yep, couple points. overhaul. So that's our general, that's when we turn up to a job, that's our main focus. So rescue is always, we try to protect any exposures so that it's not spreading. We contain it to the small area. We extinguish it and then we clean up. All right, awesome. Are there any other procedures like that that you guys do with the CFA? Uh, have you got any, Jordan? Well, there's um, always what we refer to as a dynamic risk assessment. So... Uh, every job, the job is forever changing, situations change, and a dynamic risk assessment is what we would use um, to then proceed forward with our job. So 
assessing the risks and then acting on those accordingly. All right, awesome. Um, have you guys undertaken any training, any advanced training um, as a part of the CFA? Yeah, so we're always registering for courses. CFA offer a huge range of courses. So um, currently I'm about to do renew my first aid advanced resuscitation um, and my crew leader course. There's always courses for advancement. I think Jordan's got a couple that will be coming up hopefully as well. Yeah, so we've. I'm looking at uh, starting my hazmat awareness. So um, going to jobs where there could be hazardous materials like um, hydrochloric acid spills or um, anything that would require us to wear hazmat suits. All right, awesome. So those courses that you guys do, that training, that's all optional, right? Or does it is it mandatory later on? Most of it's all optional, but we do have minimum requirements within the brigade. Ah, yeah. F- cool, cool. Um, another question. Uh, with the CFA, obviously because it's a volunteer organisation, do any of the aspects that you undertake in the CFA, like the community skills and the personal inter- interpersonal skills, can you take that out of the CFA and use that in your day-to-day life? Jordan, do you want to answer this one? Well, I think uh, some of the training that we do can help us outside of CFA life. So obviously your first aid training can come quite in handy or um, uh, I guess driving skills. Obviously some brigade members will be trained on how to drive uh, the pumper and tanker um, trucks. And I'm not too sure, I guess that would help them they would have to acquire a heavy rigid license or medium rigid license. So that would, I can, I would assume would help them, I guess, be employed in other types of work regarding those licenses. Yeah. Um, are you close with all of your team members and do you see them outside of the CFA? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah, we go for coffees. We go, a couple of them have got farms, so we go away for weekends up to the farm. Yeah, we're definitely quite a close close brigade, I think. It's mm. good. That's good. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, I actually also have another question. This is kind of like a little bit more of a joke one, very lighthearted. But have you had any real um, life um, cat in the tree call-outs before? <laughs> yes, we have. Yeah. Believe it or not, we have had a couple of cats stuck before. So we've had... Uh, was it last year, Sonia? I think early last year we had a cat stuck in a tree. Yep. Um, had a bird stuck in the, um, is it the cricket nets? Oh, uh, yeah, I know those ones. Yeah, we've had a bird stuck in the cricket nets. We've had cats down drains. We had a kissing up a palm tree a while ago. Oh, wow. So it definitely, it definitely does happen. So it's mainly just <laughs> yeah. to do with cats, eh? <laughs> cats, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> So um, also another question from me again. Um, with the CFA, I understand that there's different hierarchies, like um, rankings in the CFA. So who would be at the top and who, how would you work your way down the, uh, that ladder of hierarchy? Within the brigade? Within the brigade, yes, I should specify. Uh, so at the top of the tree would be our brigade captain, I would believe. Yep. And then um, we've got... Currently, I think five lieutenants, 
uh, ranking from first through to fifth. And then everyone else is, uh, well, firefighters. But there are senior firefighters within those um, firefighter ranks, uh, rank. Uh, obviously, people that have been there for 10 years or 15 years would obviously be more senior than those that have been there for one year or five years. Oh, yeah, cool, cool. And um, there are other positions within that. Um, we have a brigade management team. Uh, we've got secretaries. We've got non, uh, non-operative brigade members, so members who don't necessarily jump on the trucks and go out with us but are more responsible for the admin, administrative, and organisation side of our brigade as well. That's awesome, guys. Um, another thing from me, um, how can you encourage people my age, like 16, let's say the 18-year-olds, to like get into this type of volunteer work, such as the CFA? Um, we do try to get ourselves out into the community a fair bit. Um, we've also been on our Facebook page. We're doing uh, fortnightly member profiling at the moment just to show young ones that anyone can do it, mums, dads, business people, full-time workers, stay at home. Yep, anybody can. And there's also a junior program that Werribee run that runs from 11 to 17. So once they get to 16, they generally transfer over to operational members. So that's good as well. I also, so an operational member would be someone who would be working alongside the firefighters, fighting fires, or more at the station doing? No, they'll, they'll be actually operational turnout firefighters. So my daughter, who's 16, has been a junior for the last three years and she's just about to go through the interview process to join the recruit course for our brigade at 16. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I should start doing yep. that, eh? <laughs> Definitely. Um, what about gear-wise? So I understand that the uniforms that you wear, there's two different types. There's the one that you go into structures with and then there's the grass fires. How do they differ in terms of um, protection? Uh, so the... Um, wildfire gear, as we call it, is our bright yellow um, firefighting gear. And that's quite a thin, breathable material. Obviously, we use that um, a lot during grass fires in the summer season. So you want to be able to have your body, you know, not getting overheated and um, heat, like suffering heat stroke when fighting those fires. Um, And our other um, uniform, as you mentioned, is our structure fire, is quite um, heavier and thicker in material than what our wildfire gear is. So our, well, our structure fire gear is, I think, more flame, well, it's more fire resistant, heat resistant than our, Wildfire gear. Correct me if I'm wrong, Sonia. Yeah, no, that's correct. I think it can go up to about 800 degrees from memory. Hmm. It's like a big doona. Yeah, you don't feel my feet through it. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, Another question for me again. (laughs) So, with your the um the hoses that you guys use, understand that you'd have to connect them to uh, different ends. Are there like adapters that you guys could use on like fire hydrants? Like, do you have to? use different adapters for different like applications if that makes sense like hose hose diameters 
What are you um, taking? Uh, yep. So we've got um, we've got what three different sized hoses. We've got a sixty-four mil, a thirty-eight mil, and a twenty-five mil sized hose, which we use for different applications at different jobs. Um, and yeah, so each um, hose has a different um, connecting attachment for it at the end. Okay, that's um, cool. And we can interchange and, you know, be able to connect a 38-sized hose to a 64 with an adapter or even a 25 to a 64 if we, for whatever reason, really had to. But it's not too often. I don't think we ever do that. So, And each hose has a different um, use. So on most occasions, a 64-millimeter hose will use two go from a hydrant to a truck to keep the truck full of water. Um, and on most occasions, 38-size 38 hose would be our standard firefighting hose, um, unless for whatever reason it is quite a significantly big fire, um, we would, I guess, use a 64, but I'm not too sure. I, I don't think I've seen that at any time right. I've been in the it, It's yeah. pretty hard to hold on to the amount of water that comes out of it, so we do try not to use them too often. Ah, yeah, that's cool. So those 64 – oh, geez, I'm getting caught up in the wires. Um, so those 64 um, diameter hoses, would they flow faster than the 28s or would it be the same same pressure? I'm uh, terrible with things like that, but oh. I'm sure a lot more water comes. <laughs> a lot more water. <laughs> I, a lot more water does come out of them, but yeah, I am terrible at pressures and things like that. I'm still learning that at the moment. Oh, fair enough. So you're still new to the um, CFA, are you, Sonia? Not. Re- I'm six years in, but I'm only doing advanced pumping at the moment. So I'm ah, just that's okay. my next course because I'm getting my truck license soon. So I need advanced pumping, and that's where they go into pressures and things like that. It's all very technical, very math-like, <laughs> I'd imagine. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um. Again with uh, again with me. So with the CFA, since it's all volunteer, are there any paid um like positions within the CFA, or is it just completely volunteer from the get go? Um, uh, higher yeah. okay. all the firefighters are volunteers and within the brigade but there's upper management sort of your chief your acting chief um administration in headquarters and things like that they're paid but all the firefighters themselves are actually volunteers that's only recently changed in the last few years oh uh, yeah so with that chief the one who's getting paid would he still come or she would they still come out to fires and fight them or does he just or do they just stay in the offices doing the um admin work pretty sure they don't fight any fires there's a <laughs> few very rare yeah very, very very rare yeah there's a few in headquarters and that that are actually volunteers as well but i think the chief would be i believe yeah just just does that type just yeah just the admin work have you ever yep. met the, have you ever met them oh gee i can't speak have you ever met them before <laughs> Um, no, I no, I don't think so. No, they don't come out this way very often, unfortunately. Ah, yeah. Fair enough. The uh, the western suburbs aren't a uh, number one visit for the um for everyone, but it's, mm. it's home. <laughs> so, um, yeah. are there different regions 
uh, for firefighting, like for example, is there like a zone one which encourage um encompasses like Truganina and Windvale, and then zone two which would be like I don't know, say Balbray, for example. Yeah, there is. Oh, you want this one, Jordan? You. Um. Yeah. So there are the state is divided up into different districts. So we are currently in District Fourteen, which goes from. Geez, uh, sunshine, I think. Goes all the way. It's a really weird separation because it actually includes yeah. things like Epping and everything like that. Um, yeah, so I think there's a total of 20 districts, I think, or 21 districts across the state. And each district is um, run by a different um uh commander yeah different commander so yeah all right awesome guys well um i'm afraid that's all we have for today uh, i'd like to thank both of you sonia and jordan uh it's been a great pleasure talking to you today live from a college where we in melbourne australia you've been listening to mac live and live fm <laughs>